Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I would like to welcome you to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The most important thing is showing up. Don't think that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself, show up, and and remain steadfast and be a... If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose. And talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of my favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us to understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm happy so happy to welcome Dr. Sheila Robinson to Smart, Smart, Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Dr. Sheila is not only a good friend, she is my partner in helping women see themselves as the phenomenal leaders they are. Sheila is also a phenomenal leader, CEO and founder of Diversity Women's Media, where she publishes two magazines, Diversity Women and Inclusion. She also produces one of the most outstanding conferences I have ever attended Diversity Women's Business Leadership Conference coming up in November, virtual this year, but you could still register for that conference. It is a wonderful conference. Dr. Sheila is also the author of two books, Lead by Example and Your Toolkit for Success and the Professional Women's Guide for Advancing the C-Suite. And today she is announcing her newest book about to come out, Redefine Diet. D-I-E-T, and transform how you look and how you feel, how you look and how you perform. She is continuing her Wellness Wednesdays free online events where she invites health professionals to share tips about things to help them stay healthy and be all they can be. So let's hear more about everything and where Dr. Sheila thinks women need most help today on track in their lives and careers. Also, education, doctorate, master's, certifications, Cornell, Harvard, Wharton, business. It goes on and on. This is one woman that has spent years becoming who she is. And we're going to talk about how did she become you? I'm so excited to see you again, Sheila. Oh, thank you, Dr. Nancy. I'm just so delighted to be here with you. And thank you for all you do and how you continue to inspire us and make us believe that we can accomplish big dreams. I still remember that uh, dinner we had. This was at one of the conferences, I guess it was three or four years ago, but at that conference, we had dinner prior to the conference and it was probably one of the, the best best discussions and conversations I've ever had because you know you bring such light into this world and, and we do know that it's all about diversity and inclusion. We have to come together. And so anyway, how did you get to be you? Because I think telling our story to one another is so important because we always find there's a common denominator. I don't care where we come from, what our backgrounds are, our religion or whatever, but there's always common ground when we tell our stories. So how'd you get to be you? Oh, thank you, Dr. Nancy. That is so, you know what? In a nutshell, I think I would just start off to say, you know what? I love to be happy, okay? And I think that 
I was born into a family, you know, the youngest of three girls and a mother that was an educator and uh, just a, a great family woman and, and a great leader herself. And I, I just recall in my childhood always being happy. And she raised me to strive to, to work hard, to be accountable for me and to do what I need to do to achieve the results that I wanted to achieve. And so I just always had a mindset of working for what I wanted and I didn't look at it as something negative. I looked at it as something that can help me to become a better person, a better me, and to help me, I used to love, I love fashion. To buy clothes and shoes, I started working when I was in high school so I could do that. I love sports and I, I was a cheerleader and just, you know, when you come into this life, you can either get with life or not. And that was my mindset that I had to work and try to educate myself uh, to be the best that I could be. And fast forward to, to today, the reason that I keep going is because we have to, we live in a, a era of lifelong learning and whether we like it or not, we're lifelong learners. If you don't believe me, go buy a cell phone, go buy a new kitchen appliance, go yeah. buy a new car. You no longer can, can get these things and operate them like you did the one you had before it. So we're constantly learning. So why not utilize that to help you get to more in your career or business? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, happiness is between the ears. You know, everything that we feel, we believe, and we think we start out in the morning is between the ears. You know, right here, if we don't start the day a certain way, you know, in fact, I did a video this morning about that. It's really in, it's really how we choose to make our day each and every day. And, and happiness is a muscle. You have to keep, you have to work it. You have to, you have to believe it. You have to exercise it and you have to use it. So I'm so glad. To, and of course, uh, Having, having your mother and your sisters and, and having that support also made a tremendous difference. And I know that is so, so very important. But very uh, important. we've only got 30 minutes and you've got so much to talk. How fast can you talk today? <laughs> well, we have sat, we have sat down and had those tough discussions about, you know, how things are. And I, I love the first, the first question that you, you've written, helping women with resilience but it's wavering. But I think, you know, we we know that there is still a community of women that really do understand that we have to keep working. But there are women we know that have left the workplace. This period is being called the great resignation and more and more women, talented, uh, amazing, educated women are leaving the workforce. And so we have to keep talking to that group. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, that's the reason that last year we had a conference called Power Forward because we was trying to say, we know where you are. We know what you're, you're up against, but we can't afford to go backwards. So let's continue to move forward. This year, our theme is empowering to lead, you know, that, you know, we get what you're up against, but we got to continue to empower women and equip them with the resources that they need that are available to them because a lot of, a lot of steps that we have a tendency to make is because we don't have resources to help us not make those solutions. So if we as women 
as a body of women don't share resources that we have. And I tell women that all the time, you know that, you know, people have to school at home prior to go kids going back to school. You know that people are in the house that may be relationship issues. You know, their challenges with cooking. If you are doing something or you know of something that has helped you share that resource. And so that's how we can continue to empower women to be the best they can, can uh, be by sharing the resources that we have to overcome these obstacles and barriers that we have. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've shared this before, but I'll share it again. I, re I remember my first uh, University of Women's Leadership Conference and, uh, you know, it, it was it was eye opening for me. But but I, I really walked away with a whole different perspective, which was so important uh, for the diversity and inclusion. But but uh, what I also liked in some of the conferences later, and, and I think I've shared this with you, too, is some of the women that would come up and say, you know, I feel like I'm I feel like people have my back. I feel like I'm at home. You know, and so for some of those women, I know for the first time, they really felt like other women were going to support them and to really help them to move forward in their lives. And I think that's what we have to do more than ever is to, you know, and that's where the Lift Women campaign comes in is that just one woman, mm -hmm. you know, if today we just called one woman today and said, how are you? You know, how can I help you? You know, and, and just give her just a just a little momentum to move forward. I think the world would just be a tremendously different place. So that maybe that's the challenge we both have today. Call someone, lift, lift another woman up today. Lift another woman up. I love it. We sure can do that. Okay. We've talked about it. We've come far, but we can't afford to go backwards. There's no doubt about it. Let's talk about self-care because I think that's probably more important than anything right now, especially for women, especially the women that are working from home, the women that are have childcare at home. Uh, some of the schools are going back, you know, but they're, but they've got kids at home. They're working from home. The self-care is extremely important. And as you, and you and I, as you and I both know, women are not very good at it. We're good at taking care of everybody else but ourselves. So let's talk about that. Yeah, well, self-care, two things come to mind. You know, I know me personally, I thought when I took care of my household, my job, my boss, my community that I volunteer for, that I was taking care of myself. That that was what I brought was brought up that mindset for some reason. I thought that if my child is happy, the children is happy, the household is happy, everybody would be happy. And then, you know, whatever I needed, because we're strong, we're resilient, we can do it, we have the energy, you know, we'll take care of us. And you end up putting yourself last, okay? When in actuality, you imagine sitting on an airplane. With a th your three-year-old toddler beside you, which I don't have, but it's just a good a three-year-old, a, a helpless baby, and you hear the flight attendant tell you to put your mask on first. Are you crazy? Do you think I'm I'm gonna sit here? So it's two things about that. What was gonna happen to them if I put my mask on? That's number one. Number two, how horrible of a person. I would be to put my mask on first. So you see there, we have been taught guilt and shame if we don't take care of everything and everybody first. When in actuality, the analogy here is, ma'am, if you put that mask on first, you're gonna live. So you'll be able to take care of your child. 
You'll be able to put your mask on your child's face. You'll be able to put your, get your child off of this plane. But if you don't put your mask on first, you're not going to live. You're not going to survive. And that means nothing around you will have you there. Yeah. And so that's the analogy there that we should not feel guilty or shameful for taking care of ourselves first, number one. And number two, look how productive that we are going to be and how successful we're going to be as caregivers and career and in our careers if we self-care first. Well, that just rolls us right into the perfect uh, introduction for your new book, because I, I know that we've talked about that too. But uh, tell us about this new book, because really you are defining taking care of yourself to your ultimate performance and your ultimate happiness and in your life and in your career. So uh, let's talk about the new book. Yeah, well, you know, in all transparency, you know, I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to look, I wanted to look good. You know, I wanted my clothes. I, like I said earlier, I love fashion. And so I think that I've been trying to lose weight on some program all of my adult life. I didn't have that problem in college and high school. Well, in college, it started with the 15, uh, freshman 15. But think about it. We always running to school, or doing a sport or exercise. We can lay around and eat pizza and whatever all the time. But, you know, when you get into college and uh, post-pregnancy and, you know, post-life, you know, just career, I just assume that I needed something outside of me to help me to lose weight. Fast forward, I finally found something. You know, after trying, it wasn't, and it wasn't the something I found because I believe any program that you use, if you put your mindset to it, you can lose. But what happened, I lost a significant amount of weight, 25 to 30 pounds, and I started feeling so good. I felt like a totally different person. I felt younger. I felt 20 years younger. And then I started performing better. I noticed that, you know, even my thought processes and not only my physical capability, but how I was thinking mentally. And so, you know, some of my friends started asking me, well, what do you do? What did you do? And I was like, it's not a program that does this. We have the power within ourselves. And so the D, the diet is an acronym. Nobody, everybody looks at diet and exercise as ugly words. So I use it as a, a an acronym. I changed to what, what I drink, drink more water, drink less sugary drinks, and focused on learning and educating ourselves what we drink can do. And then our intake and how do we, what we ingest, you know, you still, I believe in the 80, 20, you can eat anything you want if you choose to eat it, but 80% of the time you should be eating to live. And then it's about enjoy being active and enjoying exercise. It shouldn't be an ugly word. As long as you are active, you know, find something you enjoy to do. And then the T is that thinking, your thought process, because that's where it all starts there. You got to have a compelling reason that you want to be a better you and to believe that you can. And so anything you work, you know, it'll work anything that you try. Well, you know, I wrote a book, Feeling Useful at Any Age. Uh, but the point was, of the book was, is that women are pushed every day by the media to be young, to be beautiful, to be thin. And any of the products that they're out there promoting are making women feel guilty and feel uh, in, incompetent and uh, and not right. 
not whatever, you know, and then uh, everything that we see oftentimes in the media has been uh, edited and, and uh, fluffed up or whatever. So, you know, it's really important for women to get past all the crap that they see. That's and they right. don't believe everything you see, don't believe everything you read and don't believe everything out there. You need to go and find things that work for you. What you're really talking about is lifestyle. That's right. And that's why it's redefine your life because I don't name any programs, but I don't dispel them. You know, I don't want to put any programs out of business and I don't want to, you know, discourage anyone if you need that extra help. But the reason is redefine your life is because I wanted to find something that I could do the rest of my life. And that's how I drink and eat and stay active and think, you know, I'm not on a program and I'm not gaining a pound and I still feel good and I feel like I look good. I, I look how I want to look because it's a personal thing. And I always say we are all different and unique, but you have the power in you to become your own personal and professional best, whoever you want to be. And this is one thing we got to say, self-care is not a size. It's not what size you should be. Self-care is not selfish. It's not selfish. So I, you know, I always promote those things and please, please know that self-care is not sacrificing. You don't have to sacrifice what you're eating. Yeah, I don't have to be pain all the time. Not a lot of nope. pain. All right. Well, Thank I'm going to show these pictures of you. You're just getting better and better. Every time uh, I see another picture of you, you just get better and better looking. So whatever you do and keep doing it, there's Thank no you. Well, Thank last but not least, you know, your conferences, and, and again, you have impacted and changed the lives of so many women by them attending this conference, by presenting at this conference, but truly helping women to find their voice, to find their place, and to, and to find the support and connection that that's what we need. I, I really believe if women, if we were at the top of the of the of every food chain right now the top of most things and we came together and we supported each other we could solve any and all problems so mm -hmm. your conference is coming up november 4th it is virtual uh you know we we would all like to get back together oh. we know we will but uh tell us about this wonderful conference you're having on november 4th well, we're excited. And you know, Nancy, like you said, everybody feels like a family. So anybody that registered, we're sending out these beautiful red Empower the Lead t-shirts with all our sponsor logos on the back. We're asking everybody to wear their t-shirt on the day of the conference. They're going to get a bracelet and a poster with all these inspirational messages to be bold, unapologetic, to be confident and courageous. And that's what it's all. We're going to give you everything you need to get excited, to get empowered, to, to, to break through all this madness that we have in front of us. We also have a platform where women are going to be able to click on a link and to go in and see each other like we're doing now. You know, it may be a table to say, hey, here's a table there discussing confidence. Here's a table we're discussing how women need to help each other. You know, here's a table where we're doing this and say, I'm going to click on that table. So you're not just going to be listening to the speakers on that day, but you get to actually come inside with us and we get to interact just like we were at tables together in person. So we're really excited. We feel like that we're going to create um, a, a, an abundance of joy and energy among our attendees by we're all wearing our t-shirts to create unity and giving them a platform that they can click in and we can see each other as well. 
Well, you know, personally, again, being at these conferences in person with other other attendees, uh, you know, I, I, each time I walk away feeling feeling hopeful. I feel better. I feel that uh, we're making progress and we're coming together more and more. So virtually, you know, I think, you know, if anything, the world is never going to be the same. But uh, as long as we have things like Zoom and Google and things that we can really connect with, even like this, I think it helps tremendously. But one day it will be wonderful that I, so I can come and give you a big hug and we can really. Yes. Because I'm going to owe your hub because one thing that we always do that, how are we going to empower women to lead? Because empowering, uh, empowered women, empower women, meaning if you are already successful in there, it is your presence and you that will help empower other women to lead. So this year, a special thing on our thing we're doing is we're honoring four women who have done extraordinary things in their life to help other women and women of all races, cultures, and backgrounds. And they are Suba Barry, of, um, who does a lot of work with multicultural women, former working mother, uh, and now is Saramont. Lorraine Harriton, who is the CEO of Catalyst, the largest research firm in the country for women that goes into organizations and make sure they win. Uh, Carla Harris, who is a phenomenal chairman uh, at Morgan Stanley and one of the most powerful speakers that women have had the opportunity to have who speaks uh, uh, globally on women's leadership. And then our very own Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, the founder of Women Connect for Good. These four women are going to be honored and celebrated for all they do because they are empowered and they continue to empower others. So we thank you so much for all that you do. Don't, don't make me cry because it's, uh, you know, truly, I, I will tell you this uh, very honestly, this is probably one of the most important uh, recognitions that I've ever received, to tell you the truth. It means more wow. to me. It means more to me than you can possibly know. So I'm, I'm so very, very touched. And to be in a group of such amazing women who are doing wonderful things in the world and, and being a part of, of diversity women and being with you has always been just one of my my most uh, favorite things of all. So, um, you know, we, we've got some great things going on and that's what we need to start sharing is more of the things that are good that are going on. It's not, uh, you know, I don't even watch the news anymore. I've stopped. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it because it's all again, whatever, anything sensational oh. that, that can make us, uh, you know, not feel good, but that's, that's how they make money. Unfortunately, yeah, I know, but I've stopped. But all right, so I'm going to I'm going to end with a a question because I I think, you know, we have to deal with both. What are our biggest challenges? But then, what are our biggest opportunities right now in in our country? What are some? What do you think those are? Yeah, I I think our biggest problem right now is that. For this country to be the greatest country, there are so many systems in places. And that's why systemic barriers, systemic bias, systemic racism, there, there are all these, there are systems in place that hurt same race. So it's not just systemic racism, it's systemic bias and systemic inequalities. Um, and if they don't fix these broken systems across 
all industries. Think about who they impact. You know that we know how they how they're impacting women in the workplace, but they're through everything. They're through government. They're through um, you know politics. They're through systems are broken through education, through you know criminal justice systems. Fix the systems. Take them. You know everybody is so. And, and then the reason that these systems are broken is because everybody is so afraid of losing. Think of win-wins. The solution is let's create some win-wins because what is missing is there are no winners when systems are broken. Yeah. You cannot have the haves and the have-nots because eventually the have-nots are going to roll over into the haves. So instead of us being afraid of losing, Let's come up with systems that are win-wins so that we can unite as a country and we're stronger. And that doesn't mean that somebody's going to take what you have or you're going to have less. You're not going to have less because you fix a system so someone else can have more. We are going to have more. And so that's my take on it. Let's create win-wins so that we all unite and for the better good of everyone. Well, I'll end with just a little story. I, I spoke with a, a group, in fact, yesterday called Real Leaders. And they, these were CEOs from all over the world that came in and we had discussions about just what we're talking about now. And they, and they do. They, these, are, these are companies that truly, truly want to move forward. And they're coming from a place of abundance. They're not coming from a place of scarcity. And the one thing that they value more and more are the people that are within their culture, in their companies. Because, again, this is what, what's all, what it's all about. When we have ownership and we have empathy and we and we move forward in our lives and we come from a place of abundance anything is possible so uh, I, that's where i'm coming from right now i hope empathy and abundance and and i know this conference coming up will be, be again an opportunity for all these companies and all these women to come come together and share those resources and and again the opportunity is when we come together and share our resources anything is possible and everything is possible and everything beautifully said beautifully said well, thank you. Well, you know, I, 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 it's always good to, to talk with you and, and uh, be with you. And I'm so excited about your conference and your book as well. Uh, like I said, we will promote both at Women Connect for Good. Thank as you. We'll do what we can to continue your successful path and journey and, and share with you in that journey as well. So thank you, she, Dr. Sheila. and Dr. Sheila. By the way, I was there the day... Uh, at the conference that we were able to call you Dr. Sheila. Yes, you've been with me on this journey for a while. You watch me and you supported me and I'm so grateful for you. So grateful that you're in my life. Thank you. Well, it was wonderful. Dr. Sheila, you have a wonderful day and you keep that happiness muscle all toned up. Talk I to am. You. Between the ears, I won't forget. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. 
Thank you for listening.